From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. We are just about a week away, a week and one day away, where you can catch us at Mayday Brewery hosting Bingo Night, where you can win some Nashville SC tickets. Uh, some free beer, meet some dope people, and just have an overall great time. So don't forget to meet us out there March 2nd at around 5 p.m. Again, Bobby guarantees you will make friends. I'm not guaranteeing that. So Guaranteed. I don't know who Um, who you are as a person. So I can't can't speak uh, to it. (laughs) uh, Today, we've got a goal of the year candidate. We are talking the 43rd anniversary of Miracle on Ice. Uh, we've got some other news from inside the league and, and outside the league. Uh, we are plugging uh, our, a big main topic that we're covering in the weeks to come. Uh, and, you know, like always, games of the week. And we've got a really interesting question from the internet um, that ties into our pop culture segment. Uh, but how are you this week, bud? Doing great, man, uh, especially today. Um, wasn't wasn't feeling too great yesterday, so I was actually kind of glad you called it. Uh, called on recording, uh, but today great day out, seventy five degrees. You said, "Hey, sorry to do this, man. Can I push it back even a little bit more to about five? And I said, "Well, all right," because <laughs> the beer boys, which is my father in law and uh, my uncle in law, who live right across the street and behind me, uh, were like, "Hey, three thirty for some beers and some horseshoes." Um, and obviously I was like, yeah, I was, I was just glad I didn't have to cancel on you, Bob. I'm going to be honest with you, man. (laughs) I mean, I'd have had to put, I'd have had to push the recording back. Hey, I got stuff to do. Uh, but yeah, so great day, uh, outside. Um, but yeah, man, excited to go to this Purdue Indiana game. Uh, looking forward to being, uh, at Mackey arena, uh, no longer, uh, probably a top 10 matchup, uh, but maybe a, uh, close to one. So, I mean, either okay. way, yeah, that's a little bit. So sick. I was telling, I was telling, you know, I was telling the wife you were going out of town to see a game and I couldn't remember what it was. I was like, I think it's Penn state, Illinois. Not really sure why he chose that matchup, but I was close. Yeah. I had the right letters per Purdue, <laughs> Purdue, Indiana. And it's in Taylor, uh, Ryan's Ryan's buddy who's going on, uh, the bachelor party with us, uh, is from that area. I think he, he may have gone to Purdue yeah. or he at least grew up a Purdue fan. Uh, so we're staying at his folks house. So it was, uh, you know, a big, not a huge investment in the ticket, but you know, more than I normally would pay for a ticket. Uh, but not having to pay for a place to stay and stuff like that. So, uh, so looking, looking forward to that for sure. Uh, but otherwise, bro, just been hanging out, you know, Stephanie's got a bunch of schools, so I've just been playing Xbox out the yang brother. Uh, so, so how you been doing, man? Uh, I mean, seems like you've been pretty busy. I can't really relate myself, honestly, but, uh. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, work has been absolutely hectic. Uh, you know, it's just it's a time of year, you know, it's kind of, it is slow, but this is that time of year when we get, when we get caught up and get all the stuff in, you know, and get, and get stock supplied up. 
Uh, and you know, I'm, you know, with starting that new, with starting the new teaching job in August, I'm kind of, you know, trying to get a bunch of stuff done now. Cause I'm also studying, you know, spending a couple hours a day studying for the praxis test, which is the test to get my teaching license. So yeah, it's just been good a lot, but you know, I'm uh, excited to, that's why I'm, uh, I'm excited for this beer, excited to, you know, talk some hockey, talk some other stuff. Um, don't forget to check us out on Twitch as well, uh, where we hang out a lot, drink some beer and play some games and maybe some other stuff. Uh, quick fit check. Uh, you know, I'm nothing special over here. Just rocking a Preds hat and a literally a plain gray t-shirt that I just threw on when I got home from work. What about you? Nice. Dude? Nice. I uh, got the, uh, got the old Bubba Gumps, uh, shrimp and company hat on, you know, from, uh, my, uh, Forrest Gump Halloween costume. I was like, hell yeah. Got that bad boy. Uh, had nice. to rock the beaver, had to rock the beaver fever, baby. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just, uh, it's just a great day yeah. outside. Uh, you know, it just, it just brought to my Love mind or Oregon state beavers is what came to my mind today. Uh, so, you know, got that yeah. beaver fever. Uh, but otherwise, bro, you know, I'm glad we're not going a full, a full check down. Cause I, you know, just the sweatpants and the old house shoes down on the, uh, down on the bottom half. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually have real pants on usually. I mean, sometimes like I think last there week I was rocking boxers this week. Uh, and, and sometimes usually just gym shorts, but I've there just got go. the, uh, the only thing I did was I threw on slippers when I got home, got out of my tennis shoes, immediately threw on some slippers. There gotta, you go. gotta rock those bad boys. Uh, but go. let's jump into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. We have got a goal of the year candidate. Uh, it says who else? Fifth passive person. I'm going to assuming it's old Mick Jesus, Connor McDavid. Yeah. I have not seen it. You yet. got it. You got uh, it. But one can only assume. But that means that means for myself, that means that the who else option there was correct. Right. You know, I mean, you understood immediately who it was. It's nasty, bro. It was, uh, it was gross. Does a little, uh, does a little, oh yeah. Does a little like ridiculous, but I didn't even see the goal, you know, like a couple times, like it was so quick. Yeah. But like, not e- the setup. Just... The setup of the goal was so ridiculous. Like a three sixty, like behind the back with the puck. It was just nasty, man. It's it's a goal of the year candidate. I put it in. I put it in pucks out finalists in the title of this document. So we'll know because yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hard time finding one that beats that out because that's the whole package right there. You know, I mean. My man's was at oh, was was right at the blue line, uh, and in about that that clip is about what six seconds, and in six seconds, seconds he he is down the ice uh, after having spun and puts a shot in. I didn't even realize the shot went in. It took me like two or three watches to watch when he actually shot it. So yeah, nasty, nasty. I would, that I mean, it just it's almost not fair. It's like they permanently have an extra man on the ice when he's there. It is, it is absolutely insane. I wonder when the time will come when he and Leon decide that they're not going to win a cup there. And, you know, you have to think Edmonton is freaking out that if they, that if they don't win a cup in the next two years, they're going to lose this guy, right? He's gone. If they don't win a cup in the next two years, or if they're not on the verge of winning a cup in the next two years. 
Maybe. Like, uh, this is a game against the Flyers. This is the game against the Flyers. So uh, I would just suggest going and seeing it. It was about 14 minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, maybe you'll throw the clip in there. But uh, it's just a Reddit clip. So I, don't have, I don't know if they have like an easy yeah. clip, clip to um, add. But uh, go watch it because it's uh, it's gross. Yeah. Hundred percent. Forty third anniversary of the miracle on ice. Uh, it's a big anniversary. Know, I, do you believe in miracles? It, yeah, that's a big anniversary. Uh, that's a, know, that's a the discussion of, yeah. anniversary, right? You discuss it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you. I'm reading your words here. I don't know. I don't know if these are your words. If you got them somewhere, a bunch oh. of college kids took down the four time defending gold medalist Soviet Union. Uh, perhaps the greatest hockey team ever assembled. That is a period, not a question mark. Uh, the United States had the youngest team in the tournament and in U.S. national team history. I mean, that really was just a, I mean. Not, we, not my words. I mean, obviously, we were too young. We, did, we, did, we didn't get to live it, but, I mean, we got to see the movie. And I Yeah, mean, I was going like to say, when, when, uh, when Kurt Russell coached those kids to victory, yeah. it, felt like it, was, <laughs> it felt like it was a lot more recent than 43 years ago. That's all I'm saying. Uh, no, those were not my words, Bobby, uh, but I just wanted to throw a quick synopsis in there. Just, uh, I mean, it is widely regarded as the biggest underdog story ever. Uh, I don't know if we wanted to plug this now or, or later. We can probably just plug it now and skip it. We're, we'll we're, we'll discuss, now and later. Yeah, we'll discuss uh, the biggest underdog winners in sports history next week. I uh, found a good article that has about 15. We'll maybe add a few, take a few outs. Um, but yeah, that that should give us a, a good discussion. And just to kind of highlight this miracle on ice, spoiler alert. I mean, it's it's the it's the number one. I mean, when you when people ask, you know, oh, could Alabama beat any NFL team? No, no, it could not. You know, like that's the that's the type of thing that happened. Alabama. Or not even at, not even an Alabama level of college football team went in and beat an NFL team. Not just the worst NFL yeah. team, but the, they went in and beat the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is the level of, of disparity that that was on the ice. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I'm excited to talk about some of those. There's some that you know I can remember being a part of even, uh, and there's some that are that were. Little outside of our range, Bob. We'll have to maybe uh, do a little bit of research or reading on those. So, yeah, it's wild to think that uh, the that that hockey team absolutely broke the uh, broke Russia. I mean, they've been taking L's ever since then. They're getting their ass whooped in Ukraine. That's what I'm saying. This wasn't this wasn't some KHL thrown together, you know, cheap team. You know, they. That that was that was the team. I mean, they played together. It wasn't yeah. like uh, even if we had you know NHL and big stars, the there was not the cohesion that you see from a team that's assembled like this. You know, like yeah, it's and not. not that. It's not the, like basketball. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not far fetched to say these were also like genetically enhanced Russian. Like they were, they were juiced. I, they were I, juicing their players. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say one way or the other. 
I mean, I've seen what they did to like Natasha Romanoff and all of them. You know what I'm saying? And those are and those are stuff yeah. that's like low key that they don't even really care about as much as 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 winning hockey. You know, so uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was ridiculous, man. Uh, so looking forward to discussing that a little bit. Next. Uh, the, uh, Ryan, I'm assuming Ryan O'Reilly. Is that, is yes. that what I'm looking at here? Yes. Okay. Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, I was looking, I was like, who the fuck is our, uh, but Ryan O'Reilly to the Leafs, uh, and he ha- gets the Hattie. I mean, you, I, I love seeing players traded then almost immediately a team getting return on it. Yeah. It is, especially when there's, especially when the trade wasn't done on the same day as deadline. Who'd have, who would have thought you could make trades before deadline? Dude, we, we are did. on it, we man. We thought it. We knew it. We, we were are, talking about we, it. We are on it, dude. They are, it seems that there's been a lot more moves and discussions of moves early. What, do we have a final date for the – did we ever find that trade deadline date? Let's see here. I'm going to look it up. I don't know if people will believe us since we fucked it up so bad last time we talked March about 3rd. It. So it, uh, it's, Friday, it's coming. March 3rd. Yeah, so it's coming up. Yeah. Uh, so not next week's show, but the following yeah. week's show. Uh, but, I mean – you may have one or two, but I feel like we've had some, a couple of big moves. I mean, Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly are yeah. highlight highlight trades um, for the NHL uh, for the de- trade deadline. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we're going to yeah, see some I think, pieces. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that this trade hurts the Preds. I think that the Leafs were a team that the Preds could have sold a bunch of players to and not have to like hold on to contracts. I think now, I mean, the Leafs have made some big moves. I think that they are, they might be done. I don't think they have the cap space to make any more big moves. And I think the Preds need to shit or get off the pot and move some players because soon there's going to be a bunch of teams with all these moves being made that can't afford to get Preds players. Yeah. And the Preds are going to end up having to take, so, you know, maybe taking half of these contracts and stuff like that. Well, and just to, just to your point, we can just bring up the next point because it really kind of ties in here. I mean, Ryan, Ryan Johansson's set for surgery. Uh, I mean, it's it's time to make your call. I mean, you're five games above 500. That's the unfortunate part. You're fourth. You could make a playoff. Yeah. You could make a playoff spot there. But I mean, a team like the Blues is selling. You know, it's it's tough. It, it, it's you know, you don't want to see them. Hey, not give up on the season. But but there's some pieces there that they could they could definitely move and get some value for now. Uh, but like you said. I I want I don't think I want them to buy. I think I would want them to stay put or sell or you know make a comment on the fact that they're staying put. You know, I mean, yeah. Um, I you know speaking of the Preds, we're talking about getting shitting to get off the pot, especially in terms of rebuild. Unfortunately, uh, yesterday, uh, this came off of um one hundred two five the game. Uh, I think it was uh Robbie and Joe Rexler were talking about it and. David Poyle wouldn't when asked about a rebuild much like last year, when he used the phrasing competitive rebuild, which at the time it looked like it was good. We made it in the playoffs. And then we all saw that. No, that wasn't great. We, we, that it, it just kind of extends the pain and suffering. He I, now I, said that this is not <clears throat> going to be a rebuild, but a reset, which makes me think, I don't know what to think about it being a reset. Yeah. I don't. You know, it's hard. It's really hard. The the worst part is I wish 
you never want to get swept, but we got swept by the clear best team. No chance, no question, no option for a lot of teams to win, much less our team. I would have really liked to play somebody else in the first round to really gauge closer to what we have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. not that I think we were winning the cup or anything, but if we go out there and we lose, you know, four to two or four to three or something in a seven game series, it looks a lot different this year, right? Than just getting absolutely trounced. Yeah. But but you got to ask yourself, was the trouncing because? I mean, we we saw Colorado Avalanche last year, bro. I mean, it's not there ain't no question. Yeah that they were clear levels above the competition. I don't think that even if we ever picked against them, I don't think it was because we thought that they, they didn't have the talent. You know, it's, it was the mindset that yeah. I think that we really didn't know about. And, and brother, their mindset was there. Didn't they lose like two games or something like four or five games? The whole it's something time? crazy like, like that. It was very low. So, um, but yeah, I really don't like the, I mean, we've talked about coach talk and GM talk. I don't like that. Or reset. What is that? What did he entail? Did he give a definition of what he means by a reset? Like, what does that no. mean? Like, we're going to no. just start the season at know. back at zero or we're going to throw everybody. This is going to be a fantasy draft. We're going to throw everybody back in and everybody just redrafts like we're playing Madden or NHL, you know, like. Just yeah. a very. Very interesting terminology, like. I mean, nobody is ever going to ask you to not push for wins or whatever, but like we would like a more clear cut vision of yeah, the we want to have a plan. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I think David Poyle. I think this trade deadline. I have always been on the thing that you know what, David Poyle. I think obviously knows more than us. I think he does things for a reason, but I think at a certain point, we have to say you know enough is enough and. It depends. I think this is the year that this is a career-making or career-ending choice for David Boyle and how he handles this trade deadline. Um, if he doesn't make the moves that we as a, a the, fa the the fan base is expecting, that the investors are expecting, the season goals are expecting, and if it backfires, he probably needs to be gone after this season. Yeah, I just don't know who you bring in to um, what, what are you, where are you going? Where are you changing? Yeah, but yeah no. go ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we talked about Sergio Fry and Johansson. Let's move into outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Ooh, Chad Ochocinco said he lived in the stadium while playing for the Bengals. Do you think he at least made a dope-ass uh, mixtape like like Kanye did? Mm, excuse me. No, I think he probably treated it more like Baker did when he lived at Progressive. Um, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> most most people said that if most people said this, I would be like, all right, dude's clearly lying, like, I, I believe it for some reason. Believe, oh, dude, like it was never even a like, you know, like especially with all of like, like, the internet yeah. these days and how, you know, cynical you got to be when looking at things on the internet. You're like, fake. Oh, fake. Double check that. Make sure it's not a satire site. Honestly, satire site, not satire site. 
I believe Ocho Cinco if he said he lived at the stadium, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and yeah. and not only like did he like, oh, he spent the night there a couple times. Like, I'm betting that dude found him a room and like gussied it up. He got mail you know, there. had TV. That's what I'm saying. Like, he put his address. Like, the mail carrier, he had to like give him assortment of codes to get through in the stadium. And I'm just very confused because the stadium is not where a lot of stuff happens, right, Bob? I mean. It's usually like the practice. They have he their still own would have had practice to like facility. I'm right. A, like he I had to get out. It's the more we like talk about We've it, driven by some stadiums. I could, you know, like, for example, I think some stadiums have the practice facility next door. We've driven mm-hmm. by that stadium. It the does practice not. facility is not right next door. It's on a river. Dude. Like, like it's on a river. He's see, dealing maybe with traffic what, to get the practice every day. <laughs> maybe that's why he was there. It's he's like the, ri- he, like the riverfront. He's a big you know he was probably trying to get like yeah he was trying to get he got squatters rights and he's like maybe i can like can flip this and when i'm ready to sell i can just you know for sale by owner this bitch see the problem (laughs) with that theory is bobby the problem with that theory is is that it was in cincinnati so he never really had that opportunity (laughs) anyway uh but yeah man i mean like, but also like the stadium is not just exclusively football, right? Like there's other stuff. Like, do you think like he was like, oh, I got to go out and like, you know, do some stuff, run some errands. And he's like, oh shit, there's like a Taylor Swift concert happening. Like, <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh. My favorite part of, of Chad Ochocinco is that we call him Chad Ochocinco. You know, very rarely do you remember that his name was Chad Johnson. It's Chad but Johnson. But Chad Ochocinco, <laughs> remember when he changed Chad Johnson to Ochocinco and the NFL thought that they were going to get him and say, we're not going to call you that because we've already printed all these jerseys that say Chad Johnson, Johnson yeah. 85. And he was like, all right. And he just paid. He bought all of them. He bought all of the, <laughs> he bought all the Chad Johnson jerseys. He probably sent them to, you know some you know war-torn country and there's a lot of chad johnson jerseys around just so this man could be called not even chad 85 chad 85 okay that's that's yeah. what ocho <laughs> that's what ocho cinco yeah. is is 85 not 85 so hey hats off to that guy i mean he showed you how to be a diva i'll never forget when he pulled the cell phone out of uh out of the uh out of the pad because they padded him down before the game and he was pulled he, it out. <laughs> what, did he also, this might've been a different receiver. Was he also the one who pulled the, the Sharpie uh, Sharpie out and signed yep. the ball? Yeah. He, that was, that was on his person, but they, they started checking his person yeah. for props. And so he hit it. He, he, he got lucky. He scored a touchdown on the side that he, he probably hit too, to be honest, but he hit a cell phone in the, Yo, in the yeah. uh, like the pad. And so he went up and grabbed it. <laughs> and this was before. Now they let him get away with like a lot of celebrations and stuff. That was yeah. one of the best. Do everything. The NFL yeah. But then, but, but back in the day, uh, they, you couldn't do anything. I remember one time the Titans scored a touchdown, Michael Griffin, the safety scored. And he's, a, he was a Texas Longhorn and he scored a touchdown off interception and he throws up the hook em horns. And then another Texas player that's also on the Titans defense threw it up as well. And they they called it a a collaborated <laughs> celebration. And they got a <laughs> and they got a penalty for it because two people threw up the hook'em horn. <laughs> and 
and now we got funny. people bowling and like you know got yeah. so it's oh, one of my favorite episodes of relaxed. family guy which released before they changed the rules was when peter griffin got the job as the starting center for the patriots oh the patriots him and the entire team Sha-poopy, to have Sha-poopy. the <laughs> and, and it's like a five minute long musical and tom brady is flipping he's his pissed. shit about it yeah he's pissed <laughs> off at it <laughs> Uh, uh, Daniel Jones seeking 45 million per season. Um, first off, I need to see what old Pat Mahomes is making per season. I mean, uh, I think hundy, he is hundy. I mean, I'm saying, yes, uh, he's uh, an average salary of 45 million. So Daniel Jones is seeking the same oh. salary as Pat Mahomes. You've got to be out of your goddamn mind, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it was a hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. Uh, forty five is way high. I mean, obviously the market's going to continue to go up as the salary cap goes up. Yeah. But I'm not saying he's not worth. No, no. 30? I heard. I heard exactly what you're saying. All right. Here we go. Highest paid quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, fifty. Uh, this is per year. Uh, yeah. Russell Wilson, forty nine. Kyler Murray, forty six. Deshaun Watson, forty six. Perhaps. Pat Mahomes, 45, Josh Allen, 43, Derek Carr, 40, Prescott, 40, Stafford, Is that Derek 40. Carr's new contract with the Jets, or is that was that his Las Vegas contract? Um, I am not sure when this article Is Derek Carr even out. on the Jets yet? This was 9-1. No, this was 9-1. No, that was his, his previous okay. salary. But, I mean, it's just 40 okay. mil, just to put it into perspective. Um, yeah. I mean, Josh, Josh Allen's probably still on an early contract. He can probably get, uh, get paid again for sure. 45 mil. Yeah. Seems high. No, for sure. 45 mil, maybe 32. at a two year. All right. I, you know what? I'm giving him 45 mil. I'm probably not giving him 45 mil, but if you really want us, want him to stick around, I'm maybe giving him 45 mil on like a one or two year contract. We're not talking a yeah, hundred million contract, yeah. a forty-five but, out of two years. Because then it's a prove-it. That's a prove-it yeah. contract. Yeah, I and even then, that's that's if his if he's got a great agent playing fucking hardball. But I mean, I'm well. They if I'm, see, I'm, I'm laughing. They ain't drafting nobody this year, really. Not with their not with their draft yeah. pick. Not anybody of note that you can bring in. I mean, Daniel Jones. How much time does he have left on that flourish. contract? Uh, probably not a lot. He's probably on his rookie contract. So, um, but, but let's see what it says here. Uh, yeah, I'm betting he's on his rookie contract because they were probably letting that play out. I mean, they can franchise tag him. Uh, came in on the open market. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but the franchise tag is. I mean, you can, but you piss off a quarterback. And the franchise tag is like the average of the top 10. And so yeah. you're going to be paying him 45 it be, mil. It would be 29.5 for the franchise tag. Uh, yeah. The franchise tag would be 29.5 million. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe I'm misthinking. Maybe it's the top. Uh, the tag can be used as a placeholder. It's called uh, blah, blah, blah. the downside for the giants is as soon as the tag is applied. Uh, oh, never mind. 32.4. I was going to say, I was looking at the transition. It sounded way low, for the yeah. Crap. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not seeing how much left he has on his contract, but yeah, I mean, listen, I think Daniel Jones has the negotiating <clears throat> power here. 
but it, you know, uh, I, I don't, I think they, I now, think they meet in the middle. I think they come out at New like 36. York, yeah. New York post is saying no sense that the giants are going to really pay that. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody's kind of saying, just exactly I think that was just what, a negotiating uh, first number we saying. Yeah, maybe, but um, it got leaked and it made him look kind of silly, in my opinion. You know, yeah, he's and on the thing his is, rookie like, contract. So when this stuff gets leaked, I think I, I don't like it when this stuff gets leaked because at the end Me of the either. day, I don't think Daniel Jones himself is saying, "Hey, I want forty five. I think his I think no. his no, agent says, "Hey, you shut up. I'll negotiate for you." And his agent starts out at a high number. This gets leaked, and everyone says, "Oh, Daniel Jones is greedy," and it's the agent doing the negotiating, knowing I don't, that he yeah. starts high. They're going to come out somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't blame Daniel think, Jones at all. Like he, he has an agent for sure. He's he's not Lamar Jackson, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I'm. Yeah, he's on his rookie contract. That's why he's able to kind of kind of look for something. I mean, yeah, thirty thirty two mil. That's I still probably not paying that for Daniel Jones. You know. But uh, but the Giants have a good system. He worked really well in that system. A few additional offensive pieces there uh, build up that line a little bit better. Uh, You know, he's a serviceable quarterback. Like, I'm not saying that he's not a guy that couldn't take his team deep in the playoffs and game manage a game with some athleticism. Uh, But uh, but yeah, 45 mil is probably a bit steep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brittany Griner will return to the WNBA with Phoenix Mercury. Uh, good to see she's back home. Good to see she's healthy. Good to see that she is back playing the game. Um, I think that's a, that, that's a big score for the WNBA. She's a, she's a big name. She's an amazing athlete. Yeah. Uh, she yes. has not played since, what, 2021, I believe, when she averaged 20 and yeah, a half points a, and almost 10 rebounds to lead to the the finals. Because she had a baby? Am I remembering that correctly? She had a child and was out so. for a bit, and then um, their their whole stint uh, in, in Russia. You know, yeah. We, we she got arrested for weed, but we all know she got arrested because she was gay. You know, so I mean, you know, just be careful out yeah. there, folk. Uh, but yeah, it is a big win for the WNBA. She was uh, she was one of the few athletes that I was like, okay, she probably wouldn't start but she could be a one of the 12 men on a basketball you know on a basket on nba roster you know she was yeah uh she really brought you know we had folks like lisa leslie that dunked and stuff but she brought dunking into the game uh yeah so you know i i remember watching her i mean that, that was that was the bane of gino ariyama's uh yukon run right i mean i think that yeah. that griner uh have played a part in that if i'm remembering correctly but yeah it's good to see her see her back uh back home especially for smoking oh, yeah. a little weed dude. like yeah. hey man it's chill you know <laughs> phoenix arizona yeah. arizona has legal uh, weed we- yeah dude it's totally it's <laughs> even legal for her there dude <laughs> let's move into our games of the week Games of the week. Bobby and Brandon do the work so you don't have to. The best from around the NHL and what to watch. All righty. Had myself a good week. 
Uh, I went one. Uh, I went four and one. I think you went one and four. I went um, one and had a bad uh, week. The current record. Yeah, I'm sitting at fifty and thirty-one. You are sitting at forty-four, thirty-five and one. My current uh, cash. I had a good week of betting too because I had some puck lines in there. Uh, Ninety-two dollars and fifty-five cents. Um, I don't know out of the possibility of what I didn't, I didn't write that down. Uh, you're sitting at eighty-six dollars and thirteen cents. Okay, so we're both sitting positive. Last two weeks yeah. have been good for, uh, or at least good for me. I think last week was good for you for betting. Um, but yeah, so I mean that's looking good. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll jump right into it. My first game of the week. I've got Buffalo, who is looking good this season, heading into Tampa Bay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Tampa. I think this is a pick 'em game, and I'm gonna take the home team on this one. Yeah, that was almost my pick. Uh for the game, but I was like, no, I'm going to go out West, go to the the flames uh, at the golden Knights uh, on the 23rd at 8 PM. I'm going to go with the golden Knights. Uh, that's uh, the flames have disappointed me in the past. I'm just going to stick with the straight money line though. Um, yeah. So what, uh, what do you Nope. I think it's me. My, Friday game is the Wild at the Leafs, 2-24 at 6 p.m. Making moves, it's still regular season. Going Leafs puck line here uh, against the Wild. Nice. Um, All right. On Friday at 7 p.m., I've got Colorado at Winnipeg. This is a very good Winnipeg team this year. And obviously, Mm -hmm. this is Colorado. They are Colorado. This is a game I'm gonna I'm I'm going to be ballsy a little bit here. I'm gonna try and win some money. I'm gonna take Winnipeg on uh okay. I'm gonna take Winnipeg money line on this one. Home okay. team again. I was say, Winnipeg's looking yeah, good. I, was, I think they get the W. I was gonna say that puck line's probably just gonna put you at at a, at a uh plus one and a half. So I, I like the I like the call, the money line call there. Uh for my Saturday game, I went with the Bruins at the Canucks, 6 p.m. Hasn't really failed me too much. I'm going to go with Bruins puck line. Um, guessing they're going to be the uh, overdog there, and so I'll probably get at least a little something with that puck line. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, for Saturday, a morning matinee game, 11.30 a.m., Central time. I got Edmonton and Columbus. Um, I, I'm going to take Edmonton and I'm going to take them puck line. Honestly, if I could take them minus two and a half, I would. Uh, but I think I'm just going to get minus one and a half, but I'm taking them. Puck careful line. what you careful, what you wish for. I was looking at betting lines today and uh, Dallas's line against Chicago. Chicago is at two and a half right now. So, Again, it's just whatever standard, so you might get that uh, two and a half there, bud. All right, so Sunday morning, going up to Buffalo. uh, The Capitals are playing the Sabres at noon. I'm going to go with the Sabres money line. I was thinking puck line, but I think I'm just going to go with the money line there. Nice. Um, all right, so uh, let's see here. Uh, bu- 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 we've moving into Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I got Toronto at Seattle. Um, you know, feeling a little bit risky. I think Seattle is another team that's been really good this year. I 
mm, ooh, when I wrote this, I was thinking Seattle. But this see, this seems like a kind of game that Toronto wins. Okay. Oh, man, I'm thinking Seattle's Seattle myself. Good. I when, it, when I was looking yeah, at it, I was thinking I'm, you were going to go sticking, Toronto. You know what? I'm sticking with my gut. I'm sticking with my gut. When I originally wrote this, I thought Seattle. I don't want to tilt. Uh, my I'm going to stick with my uh, my gut. I'm going uh, Seattle money line. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike that call. I think that's a that's a good call. Does Seattle have two T's in it though? Am I just am I imagining I think, it? I don't know. No, I don't I don't think it does. You have two T's in it. That's why I'm I can asking. Look real quick. It does. S E A T T L E. Okay. Well, at least unless that unless is crazy. ESPN misspelled it. That's crazy. You but know, I just it, I just yeah yeah. I mean, I look. It was. I'm not a spellsman. Okay, as evidenced by the fact that I just said spellsman. So spellsman. <laughs> I'm not a spellsman. I'm no. I'm no. I'm no wizard. Okay, I don't that even. That sounds have my like Hogwarts. a magician. I'm not a spell. Like yeah, yeah. I don't even have my Hogwarts legacy yet. So, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It just it just looked weird to me. So awesome. Oh, um, you know what's funny is when I first wrote it, I had to double check myself because I too thought the two T's looked weird. Okay. But good, then when I good. wrote it with one T, it looked even weirder. It also looks way weirder. Okay, good, good. I'm glad we're in the same uh, same boat here. Yeah. I have a Red Wings at the Senators game for Monday the 27th at 6pm. Red Wings, 7 of the last 10. Senators looking good as well. I'm going to go with the Red Wings. And I'm going to tell you, if I could put money on an over here, that is really where my money would be going uh, for these two teams. Because they both seem to put up a lot of goals, yeah. uh, but don't either of them seem to stop a lot. So uh, Red Wings, yeah. uh, money line is where I'm going for my final game of the week. Yeah. All really right. Scraping so the bottom of the barrel week, here. I've got probably the two worst yeah, scraping the bottom hey, of the barrel two, here. Probably, um, let me see. Are, are they the two worst teams? Uh, uh, they might be the two worst be. teams in the league. Uh, technically, A- Arizona. Uh, well, technically, uh, Anaheim is t- Anaheim is no Anaheim is tied for worst at forty-one points. Okay. Uh, Columbus has forty-one points. Chicago has forty-three, and Arizona has forty-nine points. Um, but so they, Anaheim, yeah. however, at this point in time, has lost six in a row. Chicago has won three in a row. I'm going to take the away. I'm going to take Chicago on this one. I think I'm going to yeah, take I don't hate that. I'm thinking of taking puck line. I'm going to take puck line because I think they may get an empty netter at the end. So I'm going to take yeah. puck line. You know, I'm not, not Kane super is sure showing about this, but I think right that's now. where the money is. I think it's taking the Chicago puck line. Kane yeah, he wants is showing out he right now. He wants a good now, deal so. wherever he gets traded to. Talk about him going to the Rangers, which would yeah. be absolutely insane for the, for the Rangers there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be insane. Um, but all right. Excited for hopefully I continue this streak. Let's move into our joke of the week. The weird. Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. Little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. All right, you found this one. Tell us a little bit about it. You don't have a. You, this guy didn't seem like he had a bad gig. Seemed like he was pretty much on track for a pretty easy peasy life. <laughs> But the Spanish trans- transport secretary, I'm guessing like a transportation 
secretary resigns after new trains are too big for the tunnels. And so (laughs) before even actually getting into the article, Bob, I've just got a couple of questions. Is, is the transportation secretary, the guy we're going to for measurements. It just seems like he's not the guy it seems like seems a like lot would happen thing. before I've read it. It seems like he walks in with a catalog of something. He says, we want this. And some guys like, no, sir, we can't. We have too small of tunnels. He's like this. Okay. Get this. Um, I'm very confused about, you know, why, why it's going that far up the line and why multiple people aren't saying anything. Like that has to be an easy call, right? Like, all right, so let's get these, but let's make sure they fit, right? Yes. Have you? Have you? Like you, that is at the very you, minimum. You usually do a little bit of of research into the article, a little bit more than me. Have you found anything? Uh, that, I haven't had that, a chance uh, to like read much of it. Miguel Angel Rivella is the guy. Two people um, were fired. The two, two okay. senior officials, one at Renfe uh, and the state rail infrastructure company uh, that I guess okay. so the private company that worked with them uh, proved in, in, insufficient to placate those angry over the poor plane and uh, consequent delay of uh, Spain secretary of state uh, for transport tendered her resignation. It looks like people are tendering their resignation because they the people they they made the decision to hire some people who fucked up. Mm. Um, and, yeah, you know, the buck just, stops with them, so to speak. So they are accepting at, responsibility. Well, absolutely, because I would imagine that, um, you know, when they hired people, that there's requirements of like things that these people turn in, like progress checkups and stuff. I mean, it's the you know the government, and I said it should be. I'm not saying that it always lives up to the hype there, but I mean, it just seems like. You don't eyeball it. It just seems like that's what happened. They're like, ah, it'll fit. It'll be yeah. good. Like there's some dude, like there are a couple dudes that are just, instead of measuring the couch, they just assume it'll fit in the back of the truck. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't actually do you any measurements, but, but the bad boy's too wide for the back of the truck or something. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, ah, yeah. well, if Brian, you know, your coworker does that when you guys are moving a couch, it sucks, right? It's, you know, it's no big deal. Should have measured it, Brian. It just seems like when it comes <laughs> to trains that there should have been multiple redundancies. Like the people they're buying the trains from are like, no, these, you guys are where? Well, since we obviously familiarize ourselves with the world's train tracks, it ain't going to work there because of your tunnels. And then somebody would have said, My, are what? And they would have said, you got too small of tunnels. You need a wily, (laughs) you need a wily coyote or like a road runner to paint them bigger or something, man. Like what a joke, (laughs) dude. Like, yeah, it seemed like you had a cushy job here, right? You just had a cushy job and you just gave it all up. Yeah. Uh, but this is absolutely a joke. And (laughs) honestly, I love reading it. Um, let's move in now to our pop culture. Uh, uh, last night, the wife and I and my mom went to go see the new Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantum Media. Uh, gonna talk spoiler freeze for, for, you know, here for a short time. It was, um, 
all in all, it was a good movie. Um, if I look at it in a vacuum, without looking at it from like a grand Marvel scheme, it was an okay action movie. It took a while to get going. There was some plot points that were kind of silly. Um, you know, the critics uh, gave it like a 30%. They said it was absolutely horrible. The fan reviews gave it like a 96%, which in the, I've heard that's come down I've heard it's come down, right? Because, um, yeah, maybe. If I were to rate it on a scale of 100, I would give it a solid 83, I think. It's a, it's a decent movie. It's, yeah. um, you know, my wife absolutely hated it. She thought some of the plot points were dumb. I kind of explained to her why they kind of made sense from the comic point of view, but I think mm-hmm. it's important to look at it from the point of view of not someone who knows the comics because right. the everyday fan, this needs to appeal to the everyday fan um, and not just people who've read the comics. So to that extent, you know, I, I, I get it. Um, but I'm looking, yeah, it's just, I think that they're in a weird part of, and I told you that if I had to grade it on a scale of Thor, the dark world to infinity war, I'd give it an iron man three. It was iron man three was movie that to set a little up lower. Going. It was a little lower to me, but I got what you were saying. I got what you were throwing down with it. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing it. It's I'm going to go still setup. see it on it the introduces big screen. Kang. It in, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I will say it is a movie that 100% deserves to be watched in theaters. It is a, yeah. it is a visual masterpiece. The yes. special effects, everything on that was absolutely amazing. I'm glad I watched it on the big screen. It, it looked, it was a good looking movie and it, it was, I, I had fun. I enjoyed myself. Looking, looking back, uh, Getting into this phase with Shang-Chi, I was very excited about this phase of Marvel. Uh, I thought that, and it's funny because yeah. Shang-Chi was something that I was not really excited for at all. And it got me jazzed about it Same throughout here. the movie. I think yeah. that's a bigger part of our problem as well, is that we've seen Ant-Man movies. We've seen Doctor Strange movies. We know what it can be. And so we're just jazzed about it and we jazz it up in our minds uh, of what it could be. But whereas something like She-Hulk that I have zero excitement for whatsoever, literally just realized it was on, you know, coming out and caught up and loved and loved it. And so like maybe that's a little bit of something as well is that our expectations are so high. There is a lot of superhero fatigue right now. You know, they've, They've drove it into the ground and it, I don't want to say phoning it in because these are, like you said, they're visual masterpieces. They may not be for everybody, but it's, you've lost a lot of the feel for the story. You know, I mean, it seemed like uh, yeah. in, in the first phase, it, it's the Avengers almost phase, like a chore going to see these movies. It's in the Avengers phase, everything tied together, but it, you know, it meshed, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it brought you in to go yeah. see this other movie because of this movie and where it doesn't seem we're getting the mesh right now. You know, we're not seeing where points are connecting uh, together. And so I guess that's the bigger, the bigger problem that I'm having uh, with the MCU, this, these phases, uh, but yeah, I'm still going to go see it. Uh, I think that, you know, we've invested a lot of time in this. I have been excited about this. 
Um, I think that, it, 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 like you said, it's going to be need to be seen on the big screen uh, to be appreciated for a little bit more for what it is. And what they're doing these days is for 100%. making movies for theaters, you know, making movies to have theater sales. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's move into our question for the internet, which ties in with this. Uh, you, you thought of this one, who would win in a game of hide and seek Ant-Man versus the flash. And you know, this at first I was like, Oh, this would be good. But then I started thinking about it. And I think that this is a, such a one-sided thing. I think yes. that, and I, I know that you're a fan of the flash, but, I think no, the Flash no, wins this almost instantaneously. You think the Flash wins it instantaneously? I, I think, think so. Here's here's why. Round one. Hey, okay, hey, go ahead. DC DC is DC makes their superheroes so unimaginably overpowered. Mm-hmm. I am assuming that we are using their canon in the comics powers, which means the Flash right. can, if you, if he's got 24 hours to do this. And the rules you put in stipulated that Ant Man can't go uh, sub uh, uh, subatomics. He can no subatomics down to one inch, which is still very still a decent size. Um, the Flash can use the Speed Force to duplicate himself, so he can have up to twenty Barry Allens or Wally Wests we're, running around we're the world. Saying, we're gonna, we are point. gonna, we are gonna, we are, we will stipulate that it's just the Flash. It's not you can't have multiple. So he doesn't have all of his powers. He just has super speed. I would say he can phase through things. He can he can super speed. He can run across can oceans. He, well, can he stop time? Because he can stop time and reverse time. Is he allowed? Is, can he stop time like like he does in almost all the stories? Because then it's I just would, a matter of time. He can just would, stop time. <laughs> I would say that that's fine. But it's a it's a separated twenty four hour glass that's separate from the universe. Okay. That it's you can do so what like, he wants. So he like the watcher it. has it. So the watcher has it, and if he can stop Earth's time, okay. Um, then obviously, then if we are giving Ant Man a handicap, which we which we are doing because we're assuming that Ant Man has all of his canon superpowers, but we're taking away the flashes, then I give the edge to the Ant Man. If we're going in raw, <clears> and uh, well, I mean, you know, no, Flash it's not, just it, has all of his canon superpowers. Then Flash get, takes it easily. He can. I mean. I mean. But under your argument, like, is is he able to? Just, I mean, just cover the earth with flashes. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that kind of defeats the purpose. Like, I think obviously in the comics, I, I think he one time, I think one time he created again. Yeah. I think we got to remember he created like 40,000 versions of himself. You can call it a handicap, but again, Scott Lang is just a dude. <laughs> He's just a guy with the yeah. suit. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, handicap or not, I think that <laughs> without being able to duplicate, I think that Ant-Man went because the one inch and all the crevices, he can run around, Flash can run around the earth super fat, but that's not searching through the earth. Yes. I th- oh, 100%. I think- no, I agree with that. I, if, if with the rules that, that we've talked about, I think then, then without being able to duplicate yourself, without being able to stop the clock, without, um, right. you know, being able without to any do of the some cheating of the speed powers. force stuff. Yeah, without any of the yeah. cheating then, powers yeah, that would ruin this, this he just guess. goes down to inch. Um, yeah, his suit allows him to breathe underwater. I think in the comics, it's like for like one, he has one like if, like thirty six hours worth of oxygen. He can just mm. get in the water, and I mean, sure, Flash is I think can super speed swim, but like he can't Honestly, swim as fast as he can. Would that work run. better? Oh, well, let me hit you with this though. Would that work better, or would it work worse? Because I mean, again, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but wouldn't he be able to like echolocate things 
when he's running on the water. You know what I'm saying? Like it's they are. You see what I'm I saying? Mean, maybe, like, but they would be. I mean, he'd be he'd be echolocating so many things. Like how many shrimps are would he would he echolocate and not even realize if it's if it's Scott Lang or not? But not if he's got. But not if like that metal's got like some sort of echolocation type of yeah. ping on. You know what I'm saying? Like that is that is one yeah. way. And that also, Ant Man could get the get the use. And Ant Man can also call his ant buddies to kind of so cocoon him mm. in, in a in somewhere to hide him as well yeah so um, you know okay but okay so i think that the round two is a little bit more fair ant-man can change hiding places but he has flash has a week i think that that's easy money the flash and i think the flash oh, could yeah. very easily because what we're talking about is on on round one is just the percentage chance of the white variety of the earth if he yeah gets I, it first you know because it's random location so the flash may be yeah. able to run around quick enough before the before ant-man can shrink down so 24 hours isn't a given but i think it's ant-man on that but i think a week even with changing hiding places i think changing hiding places would probably hurt you not help you. oh yeah because um, then you're out and about and i think that in round two that if we're so if if we're saying that ant-man is allowed to get the help of ants you got to think the flash immediately for round two says, you know what? Let me go ask my buddy, the world's greatest detective to go find just to find it. Cause you, I'm sure Batman can just mm -hmm. say, Oh yeah, I've been tracking Scott Lang. He's a crim. He's been in jail four times. He's a criminal. I've got it. I've got well, a, honestly, I, he, I've got a tracker on Scott Lang. Here he is. <laughs> right here. I don't think that, I don't think that using that Scott Lang using the ants would be as big of an advantage as you would think, because they would be doing things in like weird patterns and stuff. And so the flash is yeah. written around the earth and he sees a bunch of weirdo ants. Like, what are they doing? And then, you know, he can phase through the ants. It doesn't matter if they perform, <laughs> they yeah. can get the protective cocoon yeah. all they want, but I'm getting, I, I look, well, more, the, the protective cocoon is more just visual, not like, sure. sure more sure. so like if he's running because ants do weird shit anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if they just like, you know, but yeah, I think that if, if this is a three but, round, I think with the rules we stipulate, I think Ant-Man takes it two out of three times um mm -hmm. i think flash needs a lot of because it is truly a hide and seek mm -hmm. so this is not a i think flash needs a little bit of luck on his side oh for sure he would definitely need luck in the 24 hours i think that a week is more than enough time for he's him yeah to to locate yeah. to considering how fast he can cover cover just and, the world and you like, mentioned ants yeah. doing ants do weird things anyway but which is true but he would be on the lookout for ants doing weird things, yeah. you know. Like, and if uh, we are, and if we are taking their personalities into account, Scott Lane's getting bored, bro. He's gonna go get oh, himself some he's pizza. Done. He's gonna order some. him he's, and Louise. He's get, he's coming out of. He's not hiding for a week. <laughs> I I think you said that I came up with this. I did not. I found this from our friends over at the Who Would Win subreddit. Uh, somebody mm -hmm. mentioned, you know what I would do is if i was scott lang is i would just hide in plain sight like go have pizza you know like not even be ant-man just be scott lang and like a yeah. normal like he might not even you know what scott lang looks straight, like you, you go straight to new york city <laughs> and you just like <laughs> hang out like if it's christmas time dude you just go into Times square and you are lost like Unless yeah. unless the Flash is bloodlusted and wants and just will kill everybody and everything to get to him. Honestly, that's what I would do, because I mean, you remember Scott Lang. He's like, 
oh, hey, you want my uh, autograph? They're like, who are you? He's like, oh, I'm Ant-Man. It's like, who? <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, I'm excited they, for you to see the movie. I, I, I don't picture. want to spoil it, but there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of good comedy moments. Yeah, there's a lot of good comedy moments in this. I will Honestly, say that one of the critics that I hated, and actually, no, I'm, I'm actually, no, I'm going to change that into my Snaps My Stick. Uh, um, so, but this is a good time it. to move into Snaps My Stick, unless you have any... I, yeah. I just wanted um, to say I did hear I did hear that Luis wasn't in this movie and uh the immense amount of disappointment that I have felt from that is great. So Yeah. You, you know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Luis. Well, I mean I want I want I him so. recapping. I want him it's the guy that was you know, when he was in jail and he was giving him a recap about oh. what's going on. Yeah, yeah Luis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, there is some recaps, he, but yeah, but no. They, well, I'm saying from him, and honestly, I would just take Luis oh, yeah. giving us a full recap from first Avenger to uh, to Endgame. Just him, just recapping the world. Like if they did that in a so short film. It's funny film, they say that. I was telling Megan that I want a short film of Korg recapping everything from Korg, from what he's heard. I heard Korg, Korg would and be Luis. Corgan Luis talking, dude, just talking the whole thing. Like, yeah. just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Did, did there was this talking raccoon that, uh, yeah. and. Oh, my they're, talking raccoon, got, got they're the talking guardians. raccoon, man. They're talking raccoon, man. I know that talking <laughs> raccoon. I seen him. <laughs> <laughs> but, then all, but then all his buddies got killed. Oh, man. Let's <laughs> got lost yeah. in the snap. Let's move into what's snapping your stick. <laughs> Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right. Um, so I'm going to start us off again. We've been talking a lot of Ant-Man for the last uh, probably 20 minutes or so. Um, one of the biggest, biggest things that the critics said was that Ant-Man was too dark and it was too serious. And which I want to say, there was a lot of comedy in this, but they were saying that Marvel movies should always be more lighthearted and, and fun. I'm sorry. It wasn't that fucking long ago Did when it? Love and Thunder was out and all the critics said it was too lighthearted. Didn't. Like, and it, there was a movie in Marvel where half of the entire universe got wiped out, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like... This is not, uh, first off, not too dark of a movie. 100% well, not too dark also, of a movie. But for critics also, to say that, after those, because literally someone <clears throat> someone pulled the receipts. Someone pulled the receipts of one of the big uh, cr- cr- uh, critic websites and said when they talk about Love and Thunder saying how Marvel is supposed to be mm-hmm. a real, like they should they should have tried for Oscars and they should, you know, be serious and dramatic. And then the same people are saying that Marvel is a superhero movie and they should be lighthearted and fun and action packed yeah. and bam, pow. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Like yeah, and honestly, these, critics, these these movies will never win with the critics. The subatomic the, the subatomic world is where Quantum Mania takes place. A lot of right is that not spoilery? Yes. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, that was always not framed to us. That was always framed to us as this dark, dangerous place. Like you know, like I mean, from yeah, the beginning, like yeah. Hank Pym was telling Paul us Rudd about is Paul Rudd, the, Rudd and he's going to be funny. Right. I mean, it's, I think it's, I think it's got to be a good mix of it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it, critics are never going to give it a fair shake uh, because it's superhero movies. I mean, they want 
some stupid yeah. movie where somebody moved to LA and like lost their virginity on like yeah. a, the on a pond or some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like just, you know, uh, I mean, and that's fine <laughs> if, if you're artistic or something, but like, I don't really give a shit about this girl losing her virginity on a lily pad or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a goose was attacking the girl, I would be, I would be back interested. I'm interested again, but uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier me getting to go out in the great outdoors and play some horseshoes, great weather. I will say snapping my stick. It's one of those things that you don't, I don't play often. I don't get to play a lot. So I know the skills that I could have. But I have to regain them. I'm a I'm a I'm a weak 0 and two in the 2023 season. I uh, had two strong leads. Uh, game one, I was up at 12 to five at one point. Uh, ended up losing, I think, 21 16. And next game, I was I was up uh, 15 to to seven. Ended up losing. Uh, I think it was 19 to 21. So, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, I gotta, gotta, I gotta close it out, but it's a new field. It's a new field to play. I've never played. He, he has, he has sawdust out there, which is a great material for a horseshoe pit, but it's new. It's uh, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm Roger Federer. You know what I'm saying? Like I can play yeah. with a sand pit and some grass. But you get me onto some clay, bro, and Nadal, Nadal might might take me out over there. But also, <laughs> but also, Joe's pretty good at horseshoes, so I'm gonna have to really step up my game for sure. Yeah, good after, dude. But all right, everyone, thanks for hanging out. Uh, hope to see you all next week. Don't forget to join us March second at Mayday Brewery for Brandon. I'm Bobby. This has been Pucks Out Podcast. We'll see you all again next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.